Bonsoir, mes camarades de jeu, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Reign of Terror. It was developed by Mark Morrison and is available on the Chaosium website. Our maitre de jeu is Nick Swan, and this is episode eight. Our recap will be given by Jason Melnichok as his character, Vivant Dier, Joseph Eugène. So, without any further delays, commencez notre voyage dans le ténèbre. Jason? Hi. So, when we last left off, the group that now includes about 50 soldiers, carts, wagons, and everything that goes along with a small garrison of troops, including Babon's mounted swivel gun, were camped out for the night when a terrible commotion woke the party. We found out that Sargent was murdered in his sleep by some half-wit thug trying to impress the Count. Needless to say, he was worked over a few times and then hung to dangle at the end of a rope. After that, we had no choice but to move past what had happened, such as the life of the soldier. The first wave of the plan was for Dupois, Pressy, Michael, and myself were to go over the wall and scout out the grounds, while our new acting sergeant, Barbon, regard, uh, readied all the troops around the wall and at key points to ensure no one escaped. We all heard, uh, we all heard uh, strange animal cries, dogs, pigs, donkeys, as we pushed through the undergrowth only to see these animals being slaughtered and their heads being brought into the house. Dupois then snuck into the stables to confirm that the Count was in fact there, or should I say his custom carriage was there, and it was. Shortly after that, the Aristos began showing up for the party. Nine or ten carriages in all had arrived. But the strange thing was that when some of them were walking into the house, they removed their wigs. Strange, very strange. It was then, I was then ordered to jump back over the wall to inform the new sergeant about the few armed guards at the gate and, the, and to, about the attack signal. The lantern would be lit and the men inside to take the gate. I think the plot only sent me over the wall to keep me out of the fighting. He seems to try and help me out in his own way, but he would never admit to that. And don't tell him I said so. Um, the men at the gate, the men took the, uh, I'm sorry. The men took the gate by surprise. The signal was lit and the soldiers pushed through the gate uh, over the walls and marched up the drive towards the house. Our, our main party had to fight their way through as Dupois drove one of the men through with his bayonet uh, and the others fired shots and fought their way towards the door. Now things get really strange. After gaining access to the house, we are shocked to see what can only be described as a makeshift barnyard. Animals, hay, food all over the floor, while animals or humans acting like animals, wearing the severed heads of animals on their heads, biting, barking, fornicating, a truly shocking scene. Everyone is looking around the house, a midget dressed as the deceased Dufon, animal troughs filled with wine, windows nailed shut, and if things were not strange enough, a mist begins to seep inside the room, slowly taking form little by little. Is it mist or man? This is where it blurs a bit, but the next thing I can see is the Count de Fenelix standing there before us in a room full of human animals, and the madness begins. Back to you, Tom. There's a moment curious silence 
almost stillness as Fenelik stands there in the room. For a second, even the Aristos stop their cavorting. A few servants, real servants, not the, the thugs dressed as footmen, even the servants stop for a moment, as do you. And then he fixes you with his gaze. And there's almost, almost a hint of a smile playing on his lips. And once again, he looks towards you, or rather through you with a thousand yard stare, and says, um, oh, we have more guests. How lovely. You are under arrest, monsieur. The party is over. He uh, takes a few steps towards the, um, the dwarf dressed as the Dauphin. And uh, almost theatrically leans forward down to the small man's level, looking straight into his eyes and says, uh, Dieter, I think perhaps it is time for you to entertain our guests. And gestures towards a harpsichord. The dwarf, moving very strangely, as though, as though he's not entirely in control of his own body. There's a, a, a stiffness, as though he's resisting, trying to resist what he's doing. And on his face, this horrible, tragic look of resignation and misery. He starts slowly and mechanically walking towards the harpsichord. Everyone give me a spot hidden. I got an eight. Pass. Eight out of 55 is an extreme. Regular pass. pass. Regular eight. pass. Regular. 89 out of something not nearly that high, I failed. But I'm pulling my pistol out and be like, you will not be giving any more orders, Count de Fenelec. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this spot hidden to, to Bowman because he does have a, a good role. Um, because you're, you're really the, the, the tallest member of the group, um, and because most of the Aristos are still sort of kneeling on the floor, although one or two have stood up and are, are looking sort of bewildered as though they, they don't quite know where they are. Um, you can see from, from your vantage point uh, some sheet music set out on the, uh, on the harpsichord. Um, while the music itself um, looks like any other sheet of music. Uh, what, what strikes you are the, uh, 
is the fact that there are there are really ri ridiculous amounts of um, what look like tiny scribbled annotations in the margins all around the uh, the score and and curious um, images some of them glyphs some of them weird little sketches and doodles um, which catches your eye it seems a strange thing now sheet sheet music um, is not necessarily a, a an expensive or, or collectible thing but but this is this is a a handwritten score this is a composer's work normally these, these sorts of things are set out quite meticulously but um this this seems otherwise okay um how far away is it from from where i'm at uh, it's about eight feet from where you are and, and the uh, and, and 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 the uh um the man he he referred to as dita He's about halfway between you and the, the harpsichord now. He's moving quite slowly. But he's moving towards there. I'm going to um, gonna uh, run over there and, and, and snatch it up. And see what happens with Fenelik. Um I imagine the rest of them, the uh, rest of my party, has uh, either guns trained on him or they have uh, their weapons at reach. But I'm gonna run over there and try to snatch up the uh, the sheet music. He um, he definitely sees what you're doing, and uh, you hear him say, um, "I see you're determined to spoil my fun." And as you turn back to the sound of his voice, and this applies to all of you, um, he appears to be several feet nearer. To the harpsichord than, than he was before and n none of you uh, some of you didn't turn away while this was happening he, he just he just seems to be there um oh and i also need you all to make a, a spot hidden i'm not a spot hidden i'm sorry a sanity roll uh five. Which i forgot to do last time because um the mist right? you, you just saw yeah. a mist turn into a man Fail. 21 out of 70. Success. Hard success. 45 out of 68. Success. I got a 57 out of 60. So that's a success. Okay. Uh, anyone who fails, just. I failed it. Just one point. Okay. Well, if I may, I, uh, I'm going to relax, react like my character would react, which is. I'm a religious individual and I think he's the devil so I say you devil you are under arrest and I am going to fling what I have in my hand at him okay do his give, face. Me a, give me a throw roll okay throw oh great got a good... I got a 52 out of 60 okay You throw the uh, this substance into his face, and uh, his initial reaction is that he just um, stands there and looks at you rather indignantly, and 
his head tips back ever so slightly as though he's just about to start laughing at you. When halfway through that m movement, he, his, his eye closes abruptly and he begins rubbing at his face and make, uh, he grimaces and seems confused. Okay. Well, I think we should take that opportunity to subdue him, if that's physically possible. Can, can I hit him with the back of my um, rifle and club him? Um, well, you'd, you'd, you'd need to move much closer to him. He's about five, five or six feet away from I remember him. we don't want to kill him. No, how, how that's why I said hit him with the back of the, the wooden stock. Or jabbing in his gut, maybe. All right. Well, you're five feet away. You've got to move towards him. Well, how far away is he from me? About three feet. So I'm closest. I'm going to try to subdue him. Who has manacles? Or are they still out on that cart? Or coming on the cart? They're coming on the cart. Okay. I'm going to start okay. looking around for something to tie his hands with. Um, so, um, well, man, how are you going to try and subdue him? Well, you said that he's, he's, he's um, kind of out of it right now. So I want to hit him maybe in the face with, with the butt of my rifle. Okay. Um... Give me a roll. Uh, that would be brawl. Ooh. Huh. Can I spend that? Well, no, this is, this is combat. Uh, uh, let me. Can I push this roll? I can push combat either. I don't think you can with combat. Okay. Well, I missed by two, so. Fast. Just, just bear with me a minute because I forgot to call up um, his stats. Are you like that? <laughs> okay. For those of you who don't know, I, I, I told Mick that. Uh, on those two days we were off, I went to the kitchens and I ground up a whole bunch of spices because I heard he was real allergic to something. And I had him in a handkerchief in my hands. <laughs> I, I recall you doing that. And, and I don't know some of the other games that you guys have played. Maybe uh, maybe horror is it that Fenelik has been involved in? Yeah. Um, but um, like out of character, just based on game chatter, I think I'm figuring out what's going on faster than Pressy would have in game. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Remember also that we're superstitious. I mean, we are. This is seventeen. He he seems he seems okay. to be in discomfort. He seems to be. Um, he certainly seems to be affected by the um, by the garlic. Um, 
not in the way that you'd been led to believe when it was described. You, it was it was mentioned to you as though he was having some sort of allergic reaction, seizure, yeah, or, or seizure. But what what's happening at the moment is that he just seems slightly disorientated. Um, but he is. Um, do you, when you've when you've encountered him the, the first time, and and when you encountered him just now, he seems very very nonchalant. But but now he's he's just slightly fidgety, and his his his, his lips are back a little bit. It's because I know he is the devil. <laughs> and he's 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 rubbing his face from time to time. So it gives us a, a bit of an advantage because he's not concentrating yeah he seems he definitely seems preoccupied with with whatever you've thrown in his face well since i'm right uh, since i threw it and i'm right in front of him well a few feet i'm going to try and and grapple him and throw him to the ground okay um give me a brawl roll then Uh, I got a 78, but my brawl is 85. Okay. My strength is 80. Oh. Okay. On my neck snaps. Okay, well, you, you, um, you move to grab him. He attempts to uh, just step out of your way, which he does very deftly. But just at the last moment, um, he hesitates. <clears throat> and again, just does this. It's like getting worse, isn't it? Yeah. And um, you, you, you manage to, to grab hold of him, but he's just standing there. And rather worryingly, he's he's not struggling at all. He just tilts his head to one side and looks down at you. Mon Dieu, it's like attacking a statue. Do your knees, Fenelec. I'm going to put my pistol away. He's the devil. Draw my hatchet out. Um, so I've really more or less got a hold of his clothes. You've got a well, you've, yeah. You very much. You've got a hold of his his jacket. But I can't. He isn't. He isn't struggling, which which you which strikes you as odd. And he still seems very much preoccupied with the the, the substance you threw in his face. Um. And he looks at you. He looks deep into your eyes. Make a power roll for me, please. I got an 08. Maybe I need new dice. That's I got a number of 08s. Seems like it's hitting that too much. There, there's a moment. Just for just for a second, you feel even for longer than that. It feels like quite a while. You feel as though 
your resolve, your your free agency is being sapped from you. It starts, it becomes very, very difficult to, to hold on to him. Not because he's struggling, because he isn't, but more that just you don't want to. And it, it takes it takes a, a, a really a, a supreme effort of will. You really have to sort of he's, summon up your resolve to just hold him harder. Trying to take my mind. I'm gonna turn my hatchet around so the and and then crack him across the side of the head with the uh, the back the back side of it and say to your knees. Why do you say everything with a smile? <laughs> Life should be enjoyed, whether it's a fine wine, the company of your children, or cracking, cracking a blasphemer across his head. Oh my god, a zero one. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> again, I, I'm grabbing something, uh, whether that's uh, linens off the table or nearby drapery to try to tie him up since we don't have anything else here yet. Okay, roll for damage on that. That actually got through. Uh, should I just use the regular axe damage or use it as a club damage since I'm hitting him with the back of it? Um, yeah, small club. So give me 1d6 plus okay. the damage bonus. Uh, six damage. Six damage. Okay. Um, you, you give oh. him quite wait, a... Do I, wait, I, I, do, I just do max automatically, right? If it's a crit... Oh, yes, yes, of course, yeah. Sorry, 10 damage then. Okay. Well, you, you hit him a, a, a substantial blow over the back of the head. And um, you feel, I mean, you're a soldier. This isn't the first time you've hit someone around the head. You know what you're doing. You know what it feels like. And it feels like hitting someone around the head. It, it feels like you've just fractured this man's skull. Traditionally, at this point, this is when someone drops to the floor. But, but he simply just clutches the back of his head. Well, not even clutches. He just turns to face you and brings his hand up and feels the back of his head and inspects his hand, which is now covered in blood, and just inspects the blood on his fingers, rubs it between his fingers, and looks at you. Give me a power roll. We need to cruise. Uh, 43 out of 70, which I uh, so not not quite a hard success. Just just standard. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, you nonetheless managed to resist. Uh, we meet again, eye to eye, Count. I wanted to see if I could step up and swing at the back of his knees or his knee with the with my gun, not the bayonet side. The the club side. What's Pressy doing though? He hasn't done anything yet. Uh, oh, maybe I had the mute on. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get something that uh, to wrap around him or to be able to bind his arms, whether that's 
linens off the table or draperies off the window, whatever's closest to just rip and be ready to bind him up as soon as I can get a there, you know, purchase there, on his hands. Are there cords on the drapes? Maybe. Um, yes, there are. Yeah. Well, that would be perfect then. It would take a turn to, to, to extract enough of it to, to tie someone up. Um, okay. Dupois. Hmm. Almost the, 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 the moment that, that he breaks his gaze with Baban, um, the Count uh, brings up his other hand, the hand that isn't covered in blood. And you, you notice that he's got really substantial fingernails. I mean, they're, they're terribly unkempt fingernails for a, an he's aristocrat. He's the devil, yeah. And um, he just swipes at you with his hand and I've got I'm grappling him so I really can't like dodge very far oh, out. For fuck's sake and somehow misses garlic's <laughs> a hell of a drug kids well he's yeah he's not <laughs> garlic's a hell of a drug <laughs> well he he goes he goes to swipe you but um because of your close proximity uh-huh um, what he actually does is just, um, he just sort of hits your shoulder okay, so with his elbow, but not even in a manner that, that really injures you. It's just right. a sort of glancing blow where really you've kind of accidentally blocked him by just getting in the way. Okay. But, uh, but it sort of swung me around, so. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm still trying to grapple to pull him down to the ground, but I guess he's just too in control. Obstinate. I actually I actually accidentally sort of interrupted uh, Jason. So what were you saying, Jason? I wanted to swing, you know, hold the barrel and just kind of like a swing at the as kneecap. Okay. Or the, back, or the back of his knees, or, or yeah, well, depending on how it's positioned, because I just want to make sure I don't hit the quad. So if the back is open or the side, whatever, if whatever. The back of it, maybe it'll bring him down finally. Right. Yeah. So eighty-eight. I had a sixty, so no. Okay, it looks it looks as though he's you know he's he's whatever had affected him is um, waning a little. Mm. Um, um, he still looks very um, disorientated, but he just about manages to get out of the way as you as you go to hit him. I, I and will, he's sort of I, spinning Dupois around with him as he does this. Whoosh, whoosh. Oh. <laughs> it's almost like they're dancing. <laughs> it's sort of. Um, it's it's uh and i'm a big fellow almost so. funny in a in a dark kind of way i'm i'm a big freaking fellow i'm going to i'm going to try um hitting him uh the back of his knees 
to see if, if I'll have a better success with it. I'm trying to get him down. No, 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 no. That is a 98. Again, he's whirling around. Do, do I have the cord yet? I'm screaming, he's the devil, he's the devil. He's not a human being, he's a devil. It's, yeah, it'll take you the rest of this round to get the cord. Shoot the fucker. <laughs> and I'm also yelling, but then to put on the mail. <laughs> now, while, while this has been going on, I think Dupois is losing. The, uh, the, the little man has uh, made his way to the harpsichord and uh, it is sitting at the harpsichord um, with his hands on his lap, seemingly waiting for something. Hmm. And curiously, um, the reaction of the aristocrats very odd, as is the reaction of the servants in the room. Um, now, it's only been a few seconds that you've been tussling with Fenelik, but um, while this has been happening, another one or two of the, uh, of, of the aristocrats wearing the, the animal heads have, um, have stood up from where they were on all fours on the floor. Um, and, you, and you notice that one or two of them have even removed the animal heads they were wearing. Um, you know, and your eye is drawn in particular to one man who's, who's wiping the blood from what is still a, a freshly beheaded animal, wiping the blood from his eyes and Blearily looking around the room with a, a look of confusion on his face. The devil has them under a spell. Our soldiers, um, I'll, I'll point to our soldiers to, to monitor the, the guests, the, the aristocrats. Don't let them get up, don't let them leave. We should we perhaps should. clear them from the room. No, we're in the middle of a fight. Sort of. <laughs> a pummeling. Actually, instead of doing that, um, I'll scream to the soldiers, get the aristocrats out. You know, put them in the wagons. We were here to, to actually arrest these people anyway. And if they are under his spell, as you, you, uh, as you say, perhaps getting them away from him will break it or keep them at least, you know, out of our, our hair at the moment. Several, several of the soldiers rush into the room um, in, in response to your command, but um, <clears throat> pretty much as soon as they enter the room, they're preoccupied by the sight of, of Fenwick. Yeah. I mean, they will be going about their business. They will be doing the, what you've told them to do, but 
they're they're rather taken aback. They're 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 genuinely quite shocked by what they're seeing. Because now this 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 with every passing second, he looks less and less like a man. Mm. I mean, oh. for you particularly, Dubois, up close to him, um, you you can see that. Um, He's wearing makeup, but oh, this this is very, very strange. That whereas um, aristocrats tend to wear white face makeup, <coughs> Fenlick is wearing. More of a pinkish, flesh-toned makeup, and where you've been scuffling with him, you can see that some of it has rubbed away, and the skin underneath doesn't even really look like skin. It just looks like old yellowing parchment. Like an old man's skin, yeah. but um, dried out, cracked. Uh, it's something just, very unwholesome about him. Well, it, it completely reinforces this is Satan, this is the devil. Um, as I'm swinging on him, um, I'm going to try to gr hold with one hand, grab my dagger, and jam it in him. Okay. Well, where are you jabbing it into him at? Wherever I can hit, right under his arm, since I'm sort of hanging on his arm at this point. Well, mm. we'll do that in a second. Okay. Um, because at this point, he is actually attacking you, or would be okay. attacking you, if I hadn't just accidentally gone down a page <laughs> in the scenario from where his stats are. Don't let the page go down on me. Oh! Damn you, Adobe Acrobat. Oh! My nemesis. Right, there we go. Okay. Um, he is... He, 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 he brings his head back with... Um, a, a real look of hatred on his face now. Okay. Um, as though it's taken a few seconds for him to process everything, particularly with regards to this head wound. Um, and he just brings his head back. He opens his mouth wide. And for the first time, you you realize that that there's oh you were right there there is something truly demonic about this man um his uh his canine teeth they it's almost as if they're growing before your eyes becoming longer and more pointed and he grabs you very firmly and thrusts his head towards you. 
Okay. Uh, I will scream out vampire in French. And I'm going to try to resist or parry or whatever. Okay. Um, well, give me, a, give me a brawl roll to see if you can uh, just try and parry him. Uh, 76, but my, my brawl is 85, so. Ah. It's just a, a regular. He, he got a much better roll than that. Okay. And I'm screaming, guys. <laughs> he clamps his mouth onto your, onto your neck, doing two points of damage. Okay, I scream. <laughs> oh, you said two and, points uh, of damage. Two points of damage. And, and he's on you. All right. I mean, he, well, he's not just bitten you and, 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 and let go. He, 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 clamped. he has clamped onto your, right. your throat with his. So I'm, at the same time, I'm beating on him. But... When I see that, I just literally drop my rifle and pull a dagger and I just try and like, just go out his back. Obviously, he's on Dupois and he's exposed. I well, just wanna... at, this, at this moment, I'm going to have to ask you to all make a sanity. Sanity. Record. I was about to. I was about to say. I was because going to... you know yeah. you may have had your suspicions, but as he does this, as you see this <laughs> glint of his I teeth and him biting <laughs> on, on on the throat, it is quite clear clear what he is. Yeah, so, I, I didn't make it. So hard pass. No, yeah. I, I wish I had this roll for my attack with the knife. I rolled a zero one. Oh. I wish that was. Like <laughs> shoot him in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, I made up for that odd one earlier with a hundred this time. Oh jeez. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't pass. And why can't? Why can't? Look. What a bunch of useless pieces of shit you all are. <laughs> Chaosium. Why can't you use page breaks with your stats <laughs> so that the stats for each uh, character or NPC? are all on the same page. Right. Why must it be over two pages? It's really annoying. Those of you who made the sanity roll lose one point of sanity. Those who failed the sanity roll, roll 1d8. Four. Four points of damage. Three. Mick, with this new realization and you know everything coming to light at this point, uh, I, Pressy definitely gets it. Uh, would his uh, occult knowledge give him any opportunity to to have an idea of what to do about what he's now faced with? Um, give me an occult role. Because I think yes, vampires and the occult. I think that's that's completely legitimate. And he was starting I, to be a priest too. Yeah, I got a twenty-five out of thirty. Okay, well, cult you, knowledge doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Yes, you you just you you know the basics. You know that um, vampires don't like sunlight um, and uh, garlic or holy water. Or crosses, and um, you can uh, 
you can vaguely remember something about running water. They can't cross running water. Um, and uh, oh, there's there's can they they can change into bats and and wolves and, and smoke things. and stuff and smoke and um. can't really think i mean it's it's mainly just things that you've picked up they can't see their own reflection in the moon. yes they, they can't see their own reflection um if you um if you throw uh um loads of seeds or um or, or, or kernels of wheat nodded on the ground they have to um count them Oh, they have to. Yes, they have to. Um, they have to unknot knotted rope. Well, I'd like to kind of change. <laughs> He's got me. <laughs> I'd like to go for the uh, go for the the, the religious tie-in here because I I'm assuming that that Pressy, even though he's no longer in the priesthood, would be wearing a cross. Uh, I'd like I'd like to drop the whole thing with the rope, grab the cross, and. My my uh, my approach is going to be getting this cross placed on his flesh as quick as possible. Okay. Okay. Well, you take you. It's going to take you a, about a round. You've got to drop the uh, sure. drop the rope, get the cross out, run across to where he is, and put the cross on him. So we'll say you're you're going to be doing that at the beginning of next round. You will reach him with your cross. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Who's next? I believe I was trying to stab him. Okay. 35 out of 60. This is the blood on my... <laughs> Did you say 35? 35, and that goes under um, Brawl, right? No, it's not my... It's yeah, just a dagger. Okay. He makes a concerted effort once again to just sort of step out of your way. But um, Dupois is a very large man. And um, attempting to, uh, to, to move him out of the way, even for, even for someone who, obviously, you can tell that Fenelik is incredibly strong. But the fact that he's sort of anchored onto Dupois's throat and trying to move him out of the way while looking at you sideways from, from that position. He um, doesn't quite make it. It's, it's, it's less to do with physical strength. It's more just a question of physics. It's just you can't, he can't manipulate Dupois um, in an effective way to get, to get himself out of the way in time. So your knife does actually connect with him. Um, give me a damage roll, please. What would that be? 1d4 or 1d6? Um, it's just a small dagger. I think it's d6. My whole intent here is to get him off of Dupois more than actually hurting Fenelik. Um, well, let's, let's say 1d4. One point. One point of damage. He may have felt that. If, if he did, he isn't showing it. 
question. He seems more <clears throat> more intent on on remaining attached to uh, Dupois at this point. Um, is there a fireplace or perhaps uh, lanterns or something? There, there are lanterns. Yes. Um, I'm going to pick up a. I'm going to drop my rifle. I'm going to pick up a lantern, and I'm going to attempt to swing it at uh, Fenelik. Oh, I'm dead now. <laughs> well, cover me in kerosene and light me on fire. <laughs> well, you you know the drill. Stop, drop, and roll. Now I've now I've got the song uh, "Kerosene" by Big Black in my in my, right. in my mind um, now, and uh, give me an earworm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I imagine that's going to be a brawl. And that is a 29 out of 80. So that is a hard. Okay, well, he's going to attempt to dodge. Oh, God. He's probably just going to turn my body once that you hit me. Here's a question. If he's trying to dodge this, is he going to let uh, uh, Dupois go or no? Well, it, it doesn't matter because he catastrophically failed his dodge. So. The blood is flowing. Um, it is. Now, um, I'm going to just do um, this business with um, Dupois first because okay. you, you are being bitten. Um, Dupois, I'm going to need you. Full oh, blimey. I'm going to need you to uh, reduce your strength by nine points. Nine points? Yes. So down to 71. Okay. You can can feel him sucking sucking blood. Um, Um, However, there's um, a rather sharp and unpleasant sensation for a moment this feeling of him biting you then it then it then the sucking then suddenly he just releases you okay make make a luck roll for me please okay Eighty-three. Uh, no. Take two points of damage. Okay. Um, and um, your left arm appears to be on fire. Mon Dieu! Right. As um, as is Fenelik. Okay. Not. Uh, in flames, but uh, the, the right his clothes, his clothes on on the right hand side appear to be burning. Okay, you've no idea how this happened. The the, the when when he had you um, when he was biting you, everything was a blur. Okay. You weren't really aware of anything other than being bit. Okay, so I don't I didn't get an attack in there. Huh? No. Okay, you just kind of. Went limp. 
Okay. Because I had grabbed my dagger just as he grabbed me. And so, okay, so I probably dropped my dagger then. Um, I don't know. Give me another luck roll. Okay. Well, no, actually, your, your, your arm's on fire. I'm on fire, yeah. yeah. So I've fallen. You probably would have dropped it when your arm caught on fire. Okay. So I fall into the ground. My arm's on fire. I, uh, I use my blood to put out my, <laughs> my arm, though. <laughs> no, I, I, I try to pat my arm out. Okay, but um, uh, he's looming. Yeah, you can. You, you'll, you'll be able to. It's not. I mean, it's not like a raging inferno. It's just you, you know, your your arm is you're a bit singed. And well, wait a second. Is it because of the kerosene? Uh, it would Doing be. this ain't gonna do a damn thing. But well, you've only got a little bit of it on you. Okay, but it's mainly. I mean, the the, the burning on your arm is mainly just the fabric. Got to get you, the coat off. Okay. But you've also. I mean, you 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 you. You have sustained some burning to your hand as well, okay. because and that was. Is am I bleeding profusely? Um, from the neck. You're not really sure. Okay. You can't really feel. The the where the where the bite was it? It's not painful. You can't well, really my my move will be to get away from him. And recover myself so that I can go back and beat the shit out of them again. Okay. Cauterize your neck with your burning hands. <laughs> well, I'll worry about that later. When he so, pulls, when he pulls away, yes, I want to take my wooden hand, reach down into my uh, um, apron, and wedge the uh, uh, the powder bag that I have with me in between the fingers of my hand, and say, "I'm sorry for doubting you, Dupois. Fenelec." No, no, no. You cannot eat food without seasoning. And I'm going to try to jam my wooden hand with the bag into his mouth. Give me a, give him a, a warning when you... <laughs> give, give me a brawl roll, and, and I'll need at least a hard. Because it's a very specific thing that you're trying to do. <laughs> no. I failed. That's because okay, you thought you, what you were going to do. Stick, <laughs> you stick your hand out at him, and he just... <laughs> He's he's just flailing around because he's he's trying to put out the fire. Um, so he he's he's nowhere near where he was just a second ago. He moves very quickly, but um, he does very much appear to have the fire under control. Well, that's, although you can see that it's burnt one side of his face as well by now. Let's make sure that it doesn't get under control. I'll pick up another lantern. Okay. And I will uh, again try to hit him with, with another one. All right. Give me a give me a roll. Uh, that is a forty-two out of eighty. So not quite a hard, but close. This time, he was expecting it, and he just deftly steps out of the way okay so the, la the, the, the lantern doesn't hit him but you, you throw the lantern and then m moments later you you hear screaming and um uh, uh an elderly gentleman wearing the head of a donkey uh starts flailing around on the floor in flames what an ass yeah <laughs> 
What is that strange sound? It's the dwarf. Ah, I'm glad you, you mentioned him. That's why I mentioned it. I want to find out what happened to the dwarf. <laughs> now, Fen Fenelik, um composes himself. For pardon the pun. And uh, he's, he's quite a state now. Half of his face is burned. Um, there is just a, a great mashed, compacted um, wound in the back of his skull, um, which is astonishing because that uh, that's the sort of wound that would kill a man. Um, you, you don't understand how he's even still standing at this point. Um, his uh, his clothes, while very um, very beautifully made, uh, are now uh, burnt. And uh, there's a terrible smell of burning hair. Um, a section of his wig is just frazzled. And uh, he, his, his, his demeanor has changed substantially. This, this, um, his aloofness is gone. And now he just looks like a wild animal. And uh, he screams at, at the dwarf and, and just shouts out, Dieter, Mr. Zan, play! And hesitantly, the dwarf looks around for the uh, sheet music. And Fenlick again shouts out, play! And the dwarf begins to play the harpsichord. And at first, at first, it's quite a nice melody. But the sound of it starts to, to shift and contort. And there's something very unsettling and discordant about it. Um, there's the sounds just don't seem right. It's just it's just harpsichord music. It's just a as far as you can see, just a normal harpsichord, but the the, the the arrangement, the chords, there's something something about it makes you almost feel nauseous, or, or is, is that the the, the 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 smell of of, of blood and and, and the, the, the 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 food and the and the wine thrown everywhere and and, and scorched hair and. You start feeling very, very apprehensive, as though the hair on the back of your neck is about to stand up. So at this point, Pressy has reached um, Fenelik. With his cross. With his cross. And you're all feeling, you're all feeling this, this 
feeling of apprehension and anxiety when you hear this music. It's um, it is the music of the devil. It's horrible music. Oh. It's truly, truly horrible music. But a brawl roll? Yes, I think so. It's a twenty-seven. Um, that is a, a hard success. It's quite a curious re reaction. He sees you coming towards him. He sees you pull out the cross. You reach him. And and with, uh, with a really determined effort, you press the cross right into the bare skin of his face. And he just stands there and lets you do it. Ah. And absolutely nothing happens. Can I act at this point? Yes. I am going to throw my dagger at the dwarf. Okay, give me a throw roll. Twenty-six out of sixty. Okay, could you uh, roll for damage for that? Dagger does... I think it's D4 for oh, damage bonus. Bugger! Oh, it's the only place it bloody says it as well. He's supposed to be a violinist. Eight. And they've hidden it there, that he's uh, a violinist. Well, I've I'm changed. I'm a harpsichord, though. I've already he's got a harpsichord music game. that'll work. Yeah. He's a harpsichordist. Uh, I got um, eight points. So I've changed that. Eight points of damage. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, that it, it goes... Um, goes into his back right in the middle of the back um, and, and you think it, it must it must have hit the spine because he just goes limp and and just falls <laughs> off the chair um He might be dead. You can't see from where you are, but he's certainly not moving. Okay. And and the music abruptly stops. And the instant that the music stops, that feeling of apprehension and anxiety lifts instantly. Stop that man! Stop that Fenelik, the devil! I yell. The no, devilish trickery has come to an end. I'm swinging at him with my axe. Well, like, just as you're just as you're doing that, he is also um, Fenelik is attacking uh, um, Pressy. Okay. At this point. <laughs> Shit! I thought he didn't mind the cross. <laughs> he just. He just. He just reaches out and swipes at you with his with his hand. 
And if you want, you can try and make a, a dodge roll. Sure. Um, just a standard dodge. It's not a hard or anything. It's a 46. 46. Uh-huh. Okay. Unfortunately, he did better than that. All right. So he got me. So he's got you. Four. Bloody hell. Uh, God, this is really annoying that it's spread over two pages. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. Does one. Three. Uh, plus. Ooh, it does a mighty five points of damage. That's almost half of my hit points. What threshold do you need to know about? Um, half is what I need to know about. Okay, not quite. Almost. Okay, now... Um, Mick, I have... I, 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 this, sorry, I, um, there's just there's a little bit more for that. Sorry. Um, I need you, uh, Pressy, to make a power roll for me, please. 30 out of 55. Okay, I'm afraid he did better than that. And I'm going to need you to lose two magic points as well, please. Okay. Okay, sorry, yes. Um, Michelle. Um, so I have not yet fired my musket since we've entered here. I, it's still loaded. I wanted to see if I could pick it up from my feet, charge him with the bayonet, and just pull the trigger. It's um, like an all-or-nothing move. Give me a luck roll to see how, how close your, uh, your musket is to, to where you currently are. Nope, it's... Uh, Mile away, I got a ninety-seven. Okay, I must yeah. have kicked it with my foot during the scuffle. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take you the re the rest of this round to locate your musket and and pick it up. All right, if if I don't see it on my feet, I'm just gonna stand ready with my dagger. Okay. Yeah, he's 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 like a few feet away from you, um, but you're you're standing there braced and ready. Um. So moving to oh, um something we need to do uh Beaumont. All right, one second. An empty chair. Beaumont has gone invisible. <laughs> Just getting some water. Cunning, cunning ruse. Holy water? Excellent. Yes. <laughs> um I'm no, to try uh, uh, holy water would just be a slang term for, for wine. Yeah, um, I'm going to try for a luck roll um, to see if my uh, musket is, is close by as well. Because I dropped it to, to pick up the, uh, the lantern to throw at it. Okay, yes, yeah, give me a luck roll. All right. 32 out of 50, so. There is very close to you, There, there is a musket. You're not entirely certain whether it's your musket 
or Ugel's musket. Okay. But there's a musket next to you. So I'm going to grab it and I'm going to fire at him. Okay. Um, give me a uh, musket roll, please. This isn't as good as the brawl, but we'll see. Uh, no, I, I either it misfires or I, I shoot wild. I got a 76 out of 55. Okay. Okay, well, um, yes, I'm going to say that, um, that it misfires, actually, okay. because, you, because it was thrown on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you go to, um, to shoot him, and um, what with all the, the jostling and the debris on the floor, it, it nothing happens. Right. It just seems yeah. there's, there's no primer on the, on the, on the pan, so um, it, it doesn't uh, ignite. But you can... Um, as a result, and, and you know, you're a soldier, so your instinct is immediately to reprime it. Yeah. So, so next, next round, you will be able to fire it again. Okay. And let's next go to Baban. So, uh, no longer use the polite side of the, the hatchet. I spin it around and bring, that, bring the axe down on him again. And the... Uh, uh, the up and down crit train comes back into good town. Uh, five out of 60. So uh, extreme success. So max damage, right? Um, 12. Oh, and he fails his, uh, fails his dodge. Um, now this is really strange. You, you bring the hatchet up and he's right in front of you. And, you, and you, you, you bring it down on him. And at first, it connects solidly, just as you'd expect it to, just as it has it, in, in, in the past on battlefields when you've hacked into men with that same hatchet, it's the same feeling. But then, usually, you would hack and you'd pull it out and you'd be ready to go again. But this time you hack and the resistance just dissipates. And you find your hand just sort of falling forwards like that, and you, it's it's a uh, it's 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 only quick thinking and and um, the fact that you were preparing to bring it back again for another strike that stops you from swinging it down into your leg. As Fenelik just dissipates into a cloud of smoke, um, and. I'm going to need everyone to make a sanity roll. I got an 82 out of 54. 47 out of 53. 18 out of 67. 11 out of 54. I know it's the devil. I'm not afraid. For for a pass, uh, one sanity point. For a fail, I'm afraid it's 1d6. 1d6. 
Wow. Okay. So that's five. So that is a combined total of nine. Oh, dear. Well, five and a shot. That's the bad thing. Dude, the cards stop. I haven't taken them out since we moved, so. Uh, I don't know if they're in the front or the back. This is not the right deck. Four decks to go through. <laughs> okay, let, let me use my deck of cards here yeah, and see what go. I can come up with. Um, okay, and uh, Beaumont, you, uh, you see this happen, and then you become uh, Mr. Bun the Baker. That's the wrong deck of cards, isn't it? <laughs> um, I know. Mine said that he became a, a Thompson submachine gun. <laughs> that would be fantastic. He becomes this strange futuristic weapon. And all of you make a sanity roll upon seeing him do it. <laughs> that actually would be kind of fun. But then we exploit the idea and, uh, yeah, it would be like, what was that anime soul, soul eater? Oh, I was thinking of uh, Megatron from Transformers, where he would transform into a gun. Oh, in yeah. Soul Eater, that was always two people: one that would wield the uh, wield the weapon, and the other one that would become the weapon. Mm. I'm just imagining him like the the cartoony revolver from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, big goofy <laughs> eyes and everything. I, I tell you what, what, I got my do. cards. Um, you got them, okay. So there's a lot of these. Oh, I forget there's short ones and real ones. This will be a short one, yeah? This will be a short one, yeah. Real time. Real time. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'll mix them up and pick a number between one and eight, or roll for one to eight. Yeah, roll, uh, roll the one to eight. Make it totally. I got right. a three. One, two, three. Flee in panic. So I drop my rifle and I run. Out of you are compelled to get as far away as possible from your current predicament. Yep. Uh, use whatever means available to you. Is there uh, you a horse run, outside? You run and keep on running for 1d10 rounds, and then you fall on the floor exhausted. Okay. Well, I'm going to roll 1d10. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm going to roll 1d10 to, to, okay. um, for that. So you won't know <laughs> how many okay. rounds you're going to be running for. All right, because I rolled a nine. Okay. And it um, says that at the end of that, you make a hard constitution roll, and if you fail, you pass out. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, Bamon bravely uh, decides to uh, to go off and check on whether the wagons are arriving. Yeah, I'll check on the wagons, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I left the gas on. <laughs> Vive la America, he runs. So he's off, um, and uh, you know your 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 only intention at this point is just to just sort of make for the drive and keep going. Okay. You no, know, you you know you know there are plenty of soldiers down there, and um, that seems like the best idea to you. Um, so I think that's everyone for this this round of combat, isn't it? 
Yeah. Uh, and anyway, he he has he has disappeared into into a cloud of smoke. Now, um, it's very hectic. You're you're in the, uh, the 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 heat of battle, in the heat of close combat. Um, so, I'm going to ask you to make a spot hidden roll, not necessarily to see something hidden, but just to see how much attention you're paying to what's going on. What was this, a spot hidden? A spot hidden, yeah. 27 out of 55, hard mm -hmm. success. Fail. 42 out of 45, so whatever it is, I just barely see it. 69 oh. out of 70. It's, it's difficult to see because as the smoke dissipates, it initially looks as though it's just settling on the floor. But for a moment, you think it actually seems to be rolling out of the room through a side door. Okay. okay, so I'm going to shout at some of the soldiers. You men, begin to clear these people out. You, put this fire out. And then uh, I'm going to go charging towards that door. Okay. Um, well, again, the, the, um, there's no resistance from the aristocrats. All the servants, um, quite a lot, quite a lot of the aristocrats are now standing up, um, and and at least half of them have taken off the the, the animal heads, and they they just look completely out of it. Like they 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 not even I mean they, they they stink of drink, but it's it's not the drink you can see. It's just that they they literally don't know where they are. And and the same is true of the of the of the servants. So you can see one or two of them looking about this room, like they've never been here before. It is the devil's magic. So the the the, the soldiers don't have any trouble at all in subduing these people. These people are subdued. Good, they're filth. Now, as you race around the corner after the um, after the smoke. It's moving quite quickly. And um, by the time you get out into the, in, into the small hall, which you take to be some sort of serving passage where, um, where, where servants would uh, bring things to and, to and fro from the ballroom, um, you see the last few wisps of this smoke um, Moving in a in a in a, stra a strangely coherent manner, um, the last few wisps of smoke just flit under a, a, a heavy-looking door at the other end of the hall. Come out, demon! Face the king's justice, and I'm going to make my way towards the door. Does it is it locked or it's barred? Properly locked. Um, there is a, a big hasp and staple 
and uh, a, a large, quite substantial looking cast iron padlock. Heavy wooden door? Yes. Heavy um, wooden door with, with big metal studs in it. I'm an engineer with an axe. How long do I think it's going to take me to, to take this thing down? Oh. Is it's, your axe um, a battle axe or is it a, is it a wood chopping axe? Yeah, it's basically kind of, a, kind of between the two. I mean, it's like a utility axe, basically. So I would say if it was a, if it's a battle axe, it would probably wreck your battle axe. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, it's, um, it takes a few chops for you to get the measure of the, of the door. And uh, you, you can see that this is quite dense, old oak. This is a, a well-aged old door. Um, it's going to take some real effort to get through that. Eugel, you're a sneaky fucker. Can you get through this door? That's what I was just thinking. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have that. But what about if you get the hinges, just the hinges? These are like those big black metal iron hinges. See, I have sleight of hand, but that doesn't encompass locksmith, correct? Sleight of hand no, is more pickpockets. You, you could you could pick someone's pocket and steal a key. Right. Is this a is this a padlock, did you say? It's a padlock, yes. So with your axe, the back end of your axe, couldn't you smash the lock eventually? What about shooting it? Put black powder right into it and ignite it. That probably well, maybe. Yeah. Pull pour it right in, stop it with the um cloth and ignite it. Or bring in the swivel gun. While while they were doing that, and I, I was still on the floor for part of this, um, I saw what uh, Babon tried to do. And if any of those spices and things fell into a pile on the ground, I'm going to try and scoop them back up again so that I can... It gave us an advantage. There, there would be no way of doing that. I mean... All right. All right. You think about it for a moment, and then you look down at the floor, and the the floor is a mess of um, Stuff. scraps of food, straw. The whole the whole floor was covered. Hey, in straw. Anyway. I um, probably still have the bag like wedged between my fingers, anyways, because I didn't connect. Yeah, but the stuff still went everywhere, didn't it? So well, I didn't hit anything. Like it was just in my bag. I was trying to shove the whole bag into his mouth. With my hand, so. Okay. Well, if you still yes, have. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. That it's still you still got that bag. Yes. I've probably forgotten about it at this point. I'm just too focused on the door. Um, speaking of which, I've got mechanical engineering or mechanical repair. Can I try to use that to pop this door quick? Um. You can. You'd need quite a good roll, though. Well, here goes. I'm heading towards where you guys are. No, that's a fail. Okay. No, you you think about um, possibly trying to uh, pop out the hinges, or um, or unscrew the, the the screws holding the husband staple, but um, none none of it's accessible. It's 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 a very well made door. Is there any windows near here? Can I get to look to the outside to see if there's any windows 
beyond the store? Um, well, I mean, if you, you you can scout around in inside and, and, and outside if you want. Yeah. Well, what are the walls made out of? It's stone? Yeah, yes. probably block. Uh, yeah. It's probably, it, it, it looks like it's probably like a cellar door or something like that going downstairs. That's my guess. Um, I, I grab a hold of Pressy to bring him along too. And Beaumont. I look at Pressy and I say, good. I said, you were, you were way too pretty before. Good my ass. I'm bleeding all over the place. So am I. And I point uh, to the club and I point to my scars and I say, welcome to the club. Yeah. You're, so, you're, not so, just, you're not just bleeding. How much, how much sanity have you lost so far? Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've only lost like three points. Um, three, points. Two, three points. Well, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not enough sanity to, to have an, a, a, a sort of an effect from it. As you know, that's five. But um, having lost even just that much sanity, I'm, I'm going to say you, you, you are having something of it's it's not it's not an enormous um, life changing event, but at the moment you you're having just quite a, a slight crisis of faith because you've you've been raised to believe in in in, in certain things, um, and when you place that cross on Fenelik's face and nothing happened. It's as though doubt, doubts you'd been harboring for a very long time suddenly came to the forefront of your mind. And uh, a, lot, a lot of unresolved issues from, uh, from your past come bubbling to the surface. Now, it's not what I'd characterize as, as an episode of, 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 of insanity, but it, it's more just... Um, crisis of faith. Yes, a crisis of faith. And, and, and you feel yourself quite um, distracted by it. Could we call it Cthulhu Mythos? The realization of what's going on or... No, I don't think so, because you haven't really encountered a, a, a mythos entity as such. Um, to, to you, this, this, is, this is a vampire. This is still right. a thing. It's a thing of myth, but it's, a, it's, it's something you know of already. It's, it's right. something your, your grandmother would have told you stories in, in front of the fireplace about not going out at night because there are vampires. You know, and and also yeah. at this at this point, perhaps since I, I walked from the church, yeah, I I walked away from the church. Perhaps uh, my faith not being there for me, and the cross not being there for me when when I needed it. This, I mean, bear in mind, this is yeah. a point in history at, at which you know uh, rumors of things like um, vampires and and in and in France at the time, particularly werewolves, um, are rife. There, there are still, um, you know, quite quite active um, werewolf legends and re recent cases of of, of, of uh, rumored lycanthropy. We saw one in the catacombs. 
I don't even know if this if this is really a uh, a supernatural thing. I mean, my, my faith had no effect on it. The cross had no effect on it. It, 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 it perhaps there is something to the. There's just something about the natural world here that doesn't make sense. Because what I'm assuming to 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 have been a vampire, they should have been affected by my faith. It should have been affected by this symbol of my faith. It, it, none of it makes any damn sense. Um, where are we going, Dupois? Why are, are we going, going down here? Stop that monster. Um, why, why, why do you think he came down here? He is probably trying to get back to his coffin. Do they not have to uh, sleep on a bed of their, the soil from their own land? He's not from France. He's from somewhere else, Germany, maybe. Seems to me like rules don't really apply to Fenelik. We don't know. He seemed to react badly to garlic. He was allergic to garlic. We also saw him transform into different animals as he walked through the house. He I don't know what I saw. I don't know what I saw. That, that, that could have been the lighting, something because of all of these fools dancing with these, these damn animal heads on their, on their shoulders. I don't know what I saw. Anyways, I put my hand on, on Christoph. And I said, listen, you know the scriptures. The apostles came to Jesus and said, there's a man with a demon and we are not able to cast him out. And Jesus said to them, some of them are stronger than others. This one is strong. And you are not an apostle. <laughs> Hopefully that comforts him because I think it's all bullshit. Not a damn bit right now. <laughs> what is your plan of action with with this door then? I'm, I'm going to try to whack my the back the back of the uh, axe against the uh, the actual lock itself if it's a padlock and see if I can knock it free. I mean, I'm a pretty strong guy. D4 damage bonus. So okay, um, yeah, give me a roll gun, and I'll I'll, I'll give you a I'll, I'll give you a bonus dice as well to hit that because it's a it's a static object it's not going anywhere i'm going to okay. suggest afterwards we grab the table and <laughs> well it's it's been a night for hitting things really well with my axe because it's another art one cool. <laughs> okay um in that case well that's um well i think yeah, i think if it's a, if it's a critical then it's gonna have to be a um you um you catch you catch the padlock just right just right and i don't think even you were quite sure what you were intending to do when you when you hit it but what you've succeeded in doing is that you've just basically opened it um, somehow it must have you must have jolted the mechanism just enough or hit it in just the right place that it's just cracked it open and it's just hanging now on the 
on the hasp and staple. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to try to remove the, the padlock and is there like a slide to it? Um, the, well, the door has a, has a handle, a conventional okay. handle. Okay. Um, once you, once you remove the, uh, well, actually once you remove the, the padlock, you notice there are also a couple of bolts at the top and bottom of the door as well. They're, they're very easily open. Uh, then it's just a matter of turning the handle. Okay. Well, I, I guess I've got a wooden hand and an axe in one hand. We should grab another lantern or two before we go through. Sure. Um, where, well where is Beaumont? George. Our muskets. Everyone gather your equipment. This is not over. We are supposed to bring him in alive, but I wouldn't hesitate to fire. Can we send one of the one of the soldiers to get Michelle? Where is Michelle? He ran outside to to look earlier. We don't know where he went. We don't have time. So I'm saying, send a soldier. just to just to um, update you, uh, Beaumont, you are um, very nearly at the at the gate. Okay. Uh, the estate now um, and we're at about two rounds okay do any of the soldiers maybe stop him from running because he looks like he's trying to get away wouldn't they find um, it suspicious hopefully they don't try to stop him with the swivel gun he's a very large man um, and because of his stature um, very recognizable so they know who he is. Um, also, um, he's got quite long legs. He's moving quite fast and running in a very determined way. Now, from the perspective of the soldiers, he looks as though he's been told to do something quite urgently. Okay. So they're unlikely to stop him as a result of that. Although I'll say because I took such a hit on my... Uh my sanity as I'm running away, I will say something like, I do believe a ghost. I do, I do, I do believe a ghost. <laughs> but in French. But in French, yes. Okay, well, in that case, as you're, as you're running past some of the soldiers, occasionally soldiers are turning to other, other soldiers and saying the um, 18th century uh, French equivalent of... Um, Fuck. <laughs> Put on. <laughs> what was all that about? So, the door. The door opens, and um, behind it, darkness. And uh, as, as whoever, whichever of you has the lantern, I think it was Ujel, uh, wasn't it? As, as you lean in with the lantern, you can see rather, probably, a rather steep flight of stairs descending into pitch darkness. 
I'm going to pry the bag of uh, seasoning from my, the, the garlic bag from my hand and hand it to Dupois. I think perhaps this will do more use in your hands than mine. I'm a good throw. I noticed. All right. So do we need more lanterns? I'll, I'll go grab another lantern. And I'm going to hang it over my, my wooden hand and just hold it out. Okay. And we have out our, uh, our muskets with the bayonets affixed. Okay, yes. Do we need a any, marching any, order? Any, any muskets that have been fired um, can, be, uh, can be reloaded if we go down. Um, you could probably... At a push, probably managed to fit down uh, to a breast, if you so wished. Single file would be a lot more comfortable, but you could go down to a breast if you needed. Okay. Well, when we get to the bottom of the stairs, let's spread out so that we are all in a group. Okay. Well, what what order are you going down in? I'll go. Who, who are the front two and who are the back two? I'll go right after. I'll go second after Duplat. I'll go next. I guess I'll bring up the rear with my lantern. I don't know who else is bringing one. I had one, and you have one. Okay. Um, going down into the down going down these stairs, you find yourself in what you take to be. Um, a cellar. And this cellar must be a great deal older than the house itself because it's, um, it's, it's made of very old rough stone. In many ways, it looks more like a dungeon than a cellar. At first, there are just rough walls on either side. But um, after about 15 or 20 feet, you encounter the, the first of what seemed to be a series of um, barred doors, or gates. Um, he the, can pass uh, through no trouble at all. He's a gaseous form. The, 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 the bars on, on these doors, are they're, they're all... They're, they're rusted, pitted. There's a sound of uh, dripping somewhere from inside the place. It's damp. Um, there is a there's a faint but very recognisable smell. Uh, it's a smell that any soldier recognizes you can it's the smell of death and decay um occasionally you can hear a squeak in the distance from rats scurrying around um and as you as you stand at where these barred doors are there's just enough light from the lanterns to um to see that there are, as far as you can tell, perhaps three 
of these barred doors on either side of the passage. Um, and then the passage goes off further beyond that. You can't see beyond that. It's just darkness beyond that. So um, we're in a corridor. There's three barred doors on each side. And is there a barred gate in front of us? Um, there is a barred gate uh, in front of you. There's a barred gate at the foot of the stairs, but it's open. Okay. So you've already walked through that. All right. The, uh, the, the barred doors, um, yes, they, they seem that, well, the, the, the two, you can, you can only see into the two rooms that are, um, nearest to where you are at the moment. Okay. And they seem, I mean, they look more like, well, I, I, they're probably not caves. By the looks of it, they were probably man-made, but, um, like very, a, very roughly so. Like maybe this was a jail at some point in the past. It has the look of a dungeon about it. Okay. If it, if it wasn't intended to be, it, it certainly looks like one now. But the um, the, the the two rooms where you are, um, they they look quite um, barren. Seem to be anything in them. One of one of them, the one on the uh, the one on the right hand side, um, looks like it might curve round to the side slightly. Okay. Should we just go forward? What do you say, Sergeant? Before we go too far, I'm going to turn around that bar door that's open behind me. I'm going to whack the the lock mechanism with my axe to break it. So that it can't be locked behind us. Um, there is no lock on it. Oh, there's not. There's a, there's a there's a there's a big bolt, but no actual lock. Okay, like like you could slide in a place, but then you'd basically be able to open it up again. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There's. I mean, it's the way the lock is is mounted. There's a big, somewhat rusted metal plate, mm -hmm. which looks like it's designed to stop people from reaching around to get to the to the bolt. Okay. But we're on the side that has the lock where we uh, could open it. Oh no, it's on the other side, so I'm going to sacrifice my bayonet and just shove it in and try and kick it off in the in the hole. Thank it goes you, into yeah. something, right? Like the the bolt goes into the wall, or into oh yes, yeah, it goes it goes straight into the wall. There's just so enough. I take the the rifle, stick the bayonet in, and try and snap it off into so you can't close it. Um, give me a strength roll. I'm going to have to pay for that. <laughs> Forty-two out of fifty-five. Okay, now give me a luck roll. Twenty-three out. Of uh, fifty-nine. Okay, you succeed. The, nice. uh, the, the end of the bayonet snaps off in the hole. Had you failed the luck roll, I was just going to make you. Have, you'd have just have a bent bayonet at <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right angle. I was just hoping it would work. So, <laughs> all right. But now the ones on the sides are locked. So, 
Well, they may be. Oh. Well, I will check the one on the right and see if it's locked. The, the one on the right does not appear to be locked. So I shine the light into there. Are they like jail cell room or is it bigger than that? Um, it's quite a big room. I mean, they're about, it's about 30 feet deep and about 10 feet wide. Okay. And it looks like it curves around a little bit to the left at the sort of just before the end. Maybe so about I, two way down. I put my hand behind me to tell the others to stay back. And I'm going to move into it and see if I can see what's around the corner. Um, around the corner is a small alcove, um, which which is also barred. But these these are just bars that are uh, mounted into the into the rock, into the stone. Okay. Um, not a door. Um, and in the alcove. Um, there's a sort of like a big dark shape. It looks like it might be a pile of rubbish or a pile of old clothes or some something. Okay. Shine the light up higher. Give me a spot hidden. Uh, 43, which out of 45, just barely makes it. It appears to be the remains um, almost mummified, but partially rotten remains of a boy of about 12 or 13. Monsieur, you all almost, see me sort of almost, almost desiccated. You see me sort of back away. My God, what have you seen, Dubois? I uh, and there's nothing else that I can see. No, nothing else in the room. I I come back shaking my head. I um, give me a, a sanity roll for that. Yeah. A 15. Well, I won't make you. I'll take one point at least. Okay. Um, I'm like, I, 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 I don't know how to say it. He is not only murdering uh, fully grown men, but, but children. There's the body of a child. He's just pure evil. We must put a stop to this. In my son Caesar's name, I will cut his head from his body. It does continue, my friends. We need to make sure, though, that we can prove all of this. This place needs to we need to get the the captain here, but uh, we must stop this Fenelik by whatever means possible. I want to see him hung in the middle of this the street. 
I believe the arrangement was that the, the, the captain and uh, Dr. Rigaud are due to arrive um, in the morning. Okay. Although a, a specific time was not given. Okay. I'm I'm visibly shaken. This is about the only time you've ever seen me visibly shaken. I didn't expect to see children, except when you forget to have your uh, morning drink. Well, that's 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 <laughs> not this hand. that's this hand. You you could really do with a drink, right? I now. really, really. <laughs> you really could. Um, okay, so what next then? We will continue. Okay. Check the other side. Okay. Right um, right the other side is also open. And I'm sort of hanging back this time. Somebody else okay. can go look. Who's going to go and look? I'll go up there. This one... This one doesn't need a spot hidden at all. Um, it's more a case of just walking into the room. Now, as you get about halfway through the cell, um, you reach a point where, you, where your lantern um, illuminates the back wall. And at first, at first you think it's the remains of someone um, chained to the back wall. Um, on closer examination, it becomes clear that it's well. It's it's a it's, it's a cadaver. Um, so so decayed to the point that you can't tell whether it's a a, a man or a woman. But um, it's 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 the almost skeletal cadaver uh, of a human being that has been. Um, nailed to the wall, or almost in a parody of the uh, of the crucifixion. For that reason, I'm, I'm going to ask you to make a sanity roll. Fail. Um, one d four. Three. Been a total of six sanity loss since the beginning of the um, in interactions with Finley. Okay. Um, do you want to do the cards? Tom? Well, he said a total. A total of six, yes, yeah, since uh, we saw Finley. But not all at once, though. Correct. I'm not sure how, how we're playing that, so I'll just. Making sure that I'm sharing. I'll tell you what. If yeah, if it's a it's a it's a cumulative thing, uh, we'll we'll deal with that. I think. Usually after. The I think I I think yeah, I think the, the 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 rational way to deal with that within the game is that um, we'll deal with the effects of your sanity loss at the next stress point because oh. at the moment you're just poking around in the dark. 
no, nothing's happened to really sort of you haven't you haven't really encountered a stressor right now. But we would say at the next stressful event you you're gonna have some kind of reaction. Right. At this There's, point we're also expecting now to see dead bodies because yeah. we've seen them already. Yeah. I I start backing out of here. Yeah. And I just say it's it, it's it's another body. It's been here for a long time. Uh just just keep going. This isn't the coffin. We need to find his coffin. Check the next two rooms. Well, the, the next two rooms are, well, they're both locked. But um, that doesn't really matter so much. Um, the, the one on the right, you can see by holding the, the, the lamp through the bars a little and, and squinting, uh, you can see what appears to be a, 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 a very um, classic and traditional torture rack. And moving the lantern and rocking the lantern about to try and change the shadow to get a clearer view. Um, you're fairly certain that that, that there is um, a relatively fresh human body on on that rack. I won't make anyone roll a sanity roll for that because, um, as, as Tom said, you're expecting to see dead body, and you can't really see it. But at the same time, you you know that's what it is. There's a slight hint of a sort of irony, bloody smell in the air still. You know there's a fresh body in there. Right. You can't see it clearly, but there's a shape on the rack. And your soldiers, you know what, you know what that is. Sure, about. sure. Um, similarly, the, 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 the cell on the other side of the passage is also locked. And um, in there... Again, another very um, traditional torture Im implement. This time, um, the wheel. You can't see whether or not there's anyone on the wheel. Um, if they are, they're on the opposite side of it. Um, but you can see um, a table in there as well and the table seems to have various let's just say implements upon it moving further you come to the final two rooms now these Well, and the room on the right, where the, the, the door's open, um, you can see uh, it's rather incongruous because it's a, it's a horrible, damp, stone cell. And in this horrible, damp, stone cell is 
a really rather beautiful piece of carpet. It might be a, a some sort of some sort of Oriental rug, Persian or Turkish or Arabic or something. You, you don't you know you don't anything about rugs. You have no idea, but something like that, something exotic, and it looks expensive. And to one side of the rug, um, on the rug, is a rather beautiful chaise long. And on the other side is a rather nice, um, quite low, lacquered table, upon which are uh, a couple of whips and uh, a length of chain and um, what seem to be uh, woodworking tools, chisels and gouges. And at the other end of the room, just a few feet from the, the edge of this really immaculate carpet, um, there are two bodies lashed together. One of them one of them wears a bridal veil and the other um, a rather nice suit of clothes. Those from the other day. Um you don't recognize them, but they, they, they do, they look quite young, in their early twenties. One of them is uh, a, a woman with long blonde hair. The other is a, a man, with quite dark complexion, dark hair. They're, they're both dead. Um, and uh, their, their backs have been whipped down to the bone. And um, quietly leaving that room, you find another room opposite, which bizarrely is set out in exactly the same way as the room you've just been in before. A different rug, but still rather opulent. This one has a few spots of blood here and there. It's not as immaculate as the one in the other room. Um, but a chaise long, a table with various implements, different implements this kind, this time, although there's still a whip there. Um, and at the end of the room, uh, what would you call it? Uh, a whipping horse, like a vaulting horse, right? Lower, um, or it might, it might possibly might have been an ottoman at some stage. It might may have been converted. It's it's difficult to tell in this light. And lying over it again, um, whipped, burned, bloodied, uh, is what appears to be the 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 body of a man. Uh, wearing 
uh, rather expensive red silk dress. Give me a spot hidden roll. Did not pass. <clears throat> 72 out of 55. Nope. Fail. 57 out of 70. So I passed. Just just as you um, stand in the doorway of the room and cast your, your, your light about, you notice that just behind the chaise long, there's a, a, a little table, um, small table, it's a pedestal table, and the top of the table is about or no more than 10 inches in diameter. And uh, on that table sits just a single, um, very expensive looking cut glass uh, wine glass, a lead crystal wine glass. Um, and as you sort of peer, peer at it and go and have a, a closer look, um, initially you think it's, it's just got some traces of red wine in the bottom of it. But um, picking it up and looking at it, because you know, this might be worth a few bob, a few sous. Um, You see that the substance in there has congealed uh, in a way that wine most assuredly does not. It's blood. He's a vampire. It's, it smells like blood, I'm just sure. It smells just that rot. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I, are, you, are you okay for going a little over? Because I'd, I'd just like to get this next bit out of the way. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Time to end. Okay. Right. The, the passage extends beyond these six cells that you found. And you're, you're half expecting to see more cell doors. But instead, the passage continues. It winds ever so slightly. It's... it's um, it's not winding about, but it's not straight. It's it's a very roughly hewn passage. Um, it's um, it narrows a little. You have to go into single file at this point, and it's it's not um, it's not a, a well-made thing at all. It's it. You know, this is a very amateurish excavation. After a few minutes, um, you, you you see a sort of a glint of something at the at the end of the corridor, and you realise that there must be a room there, an opening. So you, you continue walking towards it, and 
as you as you reach the opening of this room, the first thing that strikes you is that um, in the center of the room, uh, standing on a, a, a dais or pedestal, quite low, um, is a, a large porcelain figure um, and it seems to be shimmering in a, in a, in a, with a sickly iridescence. Um, and as you look at it, um, its, it's face is a, a, a remarkably carved. It, it seems to be looking at you with a pitiless, ageless quality. But hang on, as you as, as as you all move closer to it, it no, 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 no. This this can't possibly be. Dupois, this this is a this is a, a statue. This is a statue of your wife. Ugel. Um This is this is a statue of Joseph. You you can see it's 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 clearly Joseph. Even it, it it even has his 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 wooden leg, his peg leg. And um, Pressy. There's no there's no mistaking this. This is this is a a, a statue of of of, of Melody. But looking at you with a with a look of pitiless contempt, and Pavan, this is is this is this your son, Cesare? Why why have they made a statue of your son, Cesare? Why what what is your what what is a statue of your son doing in 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 this man's cellar? Can you all make a sanity roll for me, please? Pass. Pass. Ooh. I, I failed. I failed, too. That's one for a pass and one D8 for a loss. Ouch. Ooh. Three. Ah. <sighs> Four, keeping it under control, but barely. Well, would someone like to make a spot hidden roll for me, please? Ten. Twenty so, out of fifty-five, a hard success. 
50 out of 70. There appears to be, um, well, two things really catch your eye. The first thing you notice is that there appears to be um, some sort of dark liquid um, leaking from the bottom of this statue. It seems to be, um, you can't really tell where it's coming from, Mid middle of the leg, ankle, could be either, but it just seems to be oozing this dark red liquid leaking slowly at the base. Make a listen roll for me. No, I don't hear anything. <laughs> Definitely not. Critical fail, 99. I got an extreme success, 15. I see. Um, you can... Uh, you can hear moaning. It, it seems to be coming from inside the statue. There's something coming from inside the statue. Uh, it's She's like my a, wife. Is, is it a male voice, female voice? Can they tell? It's indistinct. This, this, is, my wife, this is witchcraft. This is Joseph. There's some, somebody in the statue. Do not touch it. It is demonic trickery. I, I heard it. I know I heard it. Where is the comte? Well, as Baban, as, uh, as as you say that, as you say, do not touch it. This is demonic trickery. You you instinctively take a couple of steps away from the statue, and in in doing so, um, the light from your lantern shines on the back wall of this cavern, and. You look up at it, and there on, on the wall, you can see limbs, human limbs, hundreds of human limbs, arranged in some sort of pattern, some of the some of the, 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 the some of the patterns repeating from time to time, almost like some hideous language. Make a sanity roll for me, please. <laughs> uh, Eleven out of my remaining sixty-two. So, that's whatever so that's one, worth. One point of sanity. I passed 16 out of 63. One point? Yes. Do these look preserved or are these like skeletal? They are not, they are not preserved. They're in various stages of, of decay, ranging from quite fresh looking to slightly rotten. There's none of them look that old. None of them are mummified or um, skeletonized. They're, 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 they've None of them could be more than a few weeks old. None of them are moving or anything? No. Okay. 
but they there, there are there um, arms that's arms and legs um there's one or two bits that might possibly be sort of intestines but for the most part they're, they're arms and legs mad what what madness is this where is this monster Along the back wall. Do you think he's in the statue? Are there any doors? Does anyone see anything? Where could he have gone? Shining the the light around the room. Um, You you do see on the the side walls... um, what you first take as uh, as cupboards, low cupboards, or perhaps packing crates, um, but looking closer, they appear to be coffins, um, which seem to be in use as sort of um, improvised tables, um, and. There are a number of um, scrolls on there. Um, yeah, I'm going to say you'd, you'd recognize. It looks like it. It, it might be Arabic. Um, most of it is writing, but um, uh, you, you do see one or two bits that that, that have very, very graphic depictions of, of um, uh, skinning and, and, and torture. Um, just, just above it on the wall is a, um, is a bookshelf, a small shelf containing just a, a, a few um, rather heavy um, very, very old-looking books. Um, and give me another spot hidden roll. Sixty-nine out of seventy. Hard success. Uh, I needed a thirty-two, and it got it got exactly that. 17 out of 55. Hard success for me as well. Nice. You hear what, what might be a, a low hissing sound. And instinctively you find yourself looking up at the ceiling and it takes a moment because it's it's difficult to see anything. Um, you only have the two lanterns, and the and the stone is is as I said, it's 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 badly carved. It's pitted. It's not finished. It's you know the the it's a rough surface. But looking up at the the, the roof of this chamber, you begin to make out a, a series of small holes perforations and the hissing grows just 
a little louder. And from the holes, you, you start to see faint wisps of smoke descending into the room. And a cloud of smoke starts to, to spread out over the ceiling until like a great white disc illuminated by the uh, the lamplight it hangs ominously over the top of you and that's where I think we'll leave it for this time excellent <laughs> I'll also point out that by this point um, actually Bowman can you before we end Bowman can you do a um, constitution roll for me please <clears throat> 62 out of 50 okay um, you, you find yourself running down the lane out of the gates towards Poissy and there's a sense of relief in your heart when you see uh, two wagoners sitting in front of a wagon, um, sharing a bottle of wine and uh, chit-chatting. And uh, there's something very reassuring and very calming about the normalcy. <coughs> Uh, the, the, of this site and um, you slow a little as you reach them you slow to a, a, a trot and then and then a, 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 a walking pace and you hold up your hand just to, to introduce yourself to them in the hope that they might share their wine with you and they look at you they're soldiers like you are wearing the same uniform and they smile at you and one offers you the, the bottle of wine and you reach out to take the bottle of wine and at that moment everything just goes black and you fall flat on your face mm -hmm. and we'll leave it there for this week okay. our players included Wayne Worthy, Fred Carter, Luke Strom, Jason Melnichok, and myself with Mick Swan as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows. Punch that, that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we love hearing from you this is tom really together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of hp lovecraft and call of the role playing game until next time good luck and good gaming